0: Good morning. Woo, good morning. you guys are awake this morning. I'm telling you, the eight o'clock group. I had to say good morning at like three times before they even recognized that I was on stage. So I appreciate y'all drinking three cups of coffee this morning and eating your Wheaties to be here. But hey, happy New Year! Welcome this morning. Uh, we're so grateful that you're here to worship with us. And uh, anybody have some New Year's resolutions? Raise your hand. Nobody. Okay. All right. We're in the right crowd here. Okay. A few of you have New Year's resolutions. Anybody break your New Year's resolutions yet? Anybody? Okay, I'm in good company. All right, good deal. Hey, uh, again, thank you for being here. My name is Pastor Sam Thickman. I'm one of the, the teaching pastor here at Anastasia. Uh, grateful again to see you. If you're new with us, uh, Thank you again for being here. Two ways that you connect, one is very simply, you can walk out these doors after the service and turn right and there's a welcome desk there, don't run into it, but it's right there. And we have some people there that would love to just help you get connected here at Anastasia and they have a gift for you, right? I know it's at Christmas has passed, but we still have a gift for you. And just, just some information and we can get you connected here in any ways you would like to be involved. Uh, the other ways you can use our digital platform to do so, uh, you're gonna see on the screen here in just a minute, there's a QR code that you can scan with your phone, and that will take you to a link tree, and that'll give you our digital bulletin. There's a Connect card. Uh, that Connect card can be used if there's any way that we could pray for you. We would love the opportunity to pray for you. We look at those weekly. Also, you can get information about things that are happening. If you would like to give online, you can do so. Uh, the other option is you can use the telephone number there. It's 904-441-6900. You can text that, it'll take you right to that same link uh, with all those different options there. So plenty of ways to connect here. Uh, we are just, again, grateful for you here. Lots of things are happening in the life of the church. Our Wednesday night ministries are gonna be kicking back off here. On January 17th, so you want to mark your calendars for that. It means our kids' ministry, our youth ministry, men's and women's ministries. Uh, We have some of our care ministries. Financial peace will be starting up. Uh, So there's lots of different options for you to get involved, the whole family to get involved here on Wednesday night. So encourage you to mark your calendars. Our Wednesday suppers, which those are always nice to have, right? And so encourage you to do that. Another thing that I want to let you know of, that we have a senior adult lunch tomorrow at 1130. Uh, right in the CLC. We would love for you to be there. Pastor Ron Moore is gonna be uh, giving us a word to start off the new year, so you're gonna wanna mark your calendars. We're gonna have a home-cooked meal and uh, it's going to be very fitting since it's a little cooler outside. We're going to have chili and cornbread, so we would love for you to be there tomorrow at 11:30 30 uh, a.m., so hope that you can make it. Lots of other things are happening in the life of the church. We have a men's event coming up on February 3rd. Men, we would love for you to be there. There's going to be axe throwing, cars, uh, there's going to be cornhole, barbecue, um, all the necessary things, right, and so there's a sign-up table right out in the atrium. Go grab one of the sign-up cards, and you can register, but we would love for you February third at 9:30 a.m. But again, thank you for being here. God bless you and happy New Year. Good,
1: morning, Good, Good to see you today. Happy New Year. Uh, I was uh, Kevin King, our, our worship pastor. He led worship in France several hours ago. We have a partner church, a church that we're helping to start with, churches in our association. So they had their church service several hours ago, got a nice report on that. But he didn't make it back in time uh, to lead worship. So you'll have to wait for next week. So David Elder was going to fill in, but, but he's not. So I'm a second string David Elder, third string Kevin King. And I'm glad to uh, lead us in worship, and I'm, I'm glad you're here. Would you join me, please, in standing as we worship the King? Oh, Worship the King, all glorious above.
2: Worship the King, all glorious above, and gratefully sing his wonderful love. Our shield and defender, the ancient of days, pavilioned in splendor. Of wrath, the deep thunder clouds form, and dark is his path on the wings of the storm. Thy.
1: We're going to read a responsive reading, and I'll read the section that says worship leader, and if you'll read the section that says worshipers. For this is what love for God is to keep His commands. Now, His commands are not a burden, because whatever has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world our faith. And who is the one who conquers the world? But the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. In all these things, we are more than victorious through Him who loved us. Today, you are about to engage in battle with your enemies. Do not be faint hearted, do not be afraid, alarmed, or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies. To give you the victory. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ.
2: Victory in Jesus.
3: generosity time with you. Um, Walter, uh, Pastor Walter, sent out an email yesterday, and I just wanted to share just a little bit of it that kind of resonated with me, uh, if you haven't read it yet, or if it maybe resonated with you as well. It said, it takes all of us. 2024 is the year to claim the vision as we move into the buildings. Together, we can make a significant difference. You know, amen. And Paul said, you know, in Hebrews, that we're supposed to be running the race, That's us. We're supposed to be running that race to share Christ in a new building with new babies that will be coming along in the next generation. That's what we're supposed to be doing, right? Amen. So that's us. We're supposed to help and feed that next generation. So whether you give and tithe weekly or monthly, don't stop running the race. We've we've got a ways to go, and Pastor Walter will be sharing that with you in just a few minutes. Would you please pray with me over our offering this morning? Father, Lord, I come to you just because every knee should bow and every tongue confess that you are Lord. <coughs> Father, you already had the plans for us this coming year. Father, you already planned for our building. You already planned for our children that were to come, and the and the. Uh, women and men that will be coming alongside their children, Father, that we can minister to them as well. Father, I just pray that you would continue to bless us, continue to show us where we are to pledge our money to you this coming year, Father. We just love you so much. And all of his children said, Amen. Amen.
4: Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. So wondrously, raineth, shelters thee under his wings, he so gently.
1: That's Joseph Colson. Joseph, I've known Joseph all his life. He and his family lived next door to us when Joseph was born. And it's good to see him grow up and use his talents. And I'm so grateful now that you're a member of Anastasia Baptist Church. Amen. 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 You know, we talk about vision a lot. We're going to sing one more song before I get into the message. And sometimes we talk about vision being a set of goals and things like that. Really, our vision is the Lord. Our vision, it's it's Him. It's keeping our focus on Him and getting closer and closer to Him. Would you please stand with me as we sing, Be Thou My Vision? There's a key change on the last verse. If you changed keys when I do, that would be helpful.
2: Be Thou My Vision
1: God has doing, been doing amazing things. If you did not know this, let me share with you um, one thing. Uh, we just sent, uh, we sent a bunch of college kids to Passion Conference. It sounds much, it is much better than it sounds. In Atlanta, Georgia, 55,000 young people at the Atlanta, um, big Atlanta arena praising the Lord Jesus Christ had a life changing experience. She's very powerful, very solid. Uh, coming back from that, Julia Murray Julia Julia Murray, who is our college minister, has had already told us she was stepping down. And so we have uh, a new college minister, his name is Nate Vance. And you'll see Nate Vance around here. He is someone who's been in college ministry. You've heard him preaching here before. He is a, he is a Bible student uh, at Bible College up in Jacksonville. And he's been involved in the college ministry. And the search team said that they would like for him to step up in leadership. So he's going to join us in a part-time basis as our college minister here, Anastasia, starting this Sunday. So if you know Nate Vance, uh, you'll wanna say congratulations to him and you'll see him, see him around. Also, uh, <clears throat> between the two services, I went out to Anastasia 16 Church and uh, did a presentation because Pastor Dan Ott is marking as of, last, as of last Monday, January 1st, 20 years at Anastasia Baptist Church. Yeah. And he started here. Um, doing adult ministries, and uh, when Pastor Ron was our pastor. And uh, he has since taken on leadership of our Anastasia 16 campus and done a phenomenal job. He is wise, he is compassionate. He's very able. His wife, uh, likewise, is a full partner in ministry. And and they lead a a very powerful uh, marriage ministry. And uh, just very glad to have them on the team. So they're celebrating out there. And we went and gave greetings on behalf of the whole church uh, at that last hour. And God's been doing amazing things here. And I'm excited about what God is going to be doing in 2024. Can you believe it's 2024? Wow. You know, when I look at 2024, the phrase that comes to my mind is this it's the year for Anastasia to be claiming the vision. It's the year of claiming the vision. You know, in the first half of this year, we're going to be moving into a rec center, we anticipate. And uh, not, are we move, not only are we moving into a building, we're going to be starting some ministries, a uh, uh, sports ministry, reaching out to families, volleyball. Uh, there's basketball, pickleball. Um, I think they're, they're planning on a cheerleading sort of thing. I'm, doesn't excite me, but some people really get excited about that. So that, that sort of ministry to reach out to families. We're claiming the vision. Next, The last part of the year, we anticipate moving into the next gen center, the three-story building, preschool, children, and youth building. And I tell you, that has been a vision. Uh, that has been a dream for years and years. I remember the very first year when I came on staff, Pastor Ron, y'all called me here, and uh, we were working with vacation, my first vacation Bible school at Anastasia. It was a uh, vacation Bible school, first year for the director at the time, Laurie Hayes. And I remember us looking around and talking and, and thinking, you know, it sure would be nice to have some safe and, and, and updated space for the kids. And we had been praying and praying and we were doing a lot of dreaming. And you know what? In 2024, that dream is going to become a reality. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. Safe, secure, updated space. And it's going to be one place. When, fam- when families bring their kids, they don't have to go here for the kids, here for the preschoolers, over there for the youth. They'll go into one place and it's safe and secure and designed for children's ministry. I'm just so excited about that. And and it's not the building, it's the ministry to families. That is the key, that's the focus. It's not moving into a building, it's being able to up our game and ministering to families. So for me, 2024 is the year we're claiming the vision, okay? We're claiming the vision. Now, we're not just seeing the vision. We're not just gonna be observing the vision. We're going to be claiming the vision. Now, what does it mean to claim a vision? Well, there's some action involved. Let me share with you a little bit about the financial needs that are there, because I want you to know where we're going. I have a couple of slides I want to show you on the screen here. It means we're going to take steps of faith to where the Lord wants us to walk. We know we've, we've uh, prayed about this as church, but in 2024, claiming the vision, that project that you see going up behind us, it's a $16.7 million project. And we made a determination we started. We wanted to be half paid off when we got in. And so we made the agreement with the bank. We're gonna have only, we're only gonna owe $8 million. <laughs> Let me take some water here. <laughs> but uh, that we're gonna pay. Well, then there were some cost overruns. So really um, it's gonna be 16.7 million, but still that $8 million where we're gonna land in December. That's, that's a solid number. We're gonna be there at $8 million. That means we've got to raise 1.77, we've raised today $6.93 million. And so the goal is to have $1.77 million by December. Let me show you the next slide. Okay. 6.934 million is what we've already raised. We have raised most of that in just the last four years. Okay. Just the last four years. And this year, we want to raise $1.77 million. That's what we're going to need to do. If we don't reach that number, well, we have to reach the number. Because if we don't reach the number, we can't renegotiate with the bank. We've got such a good interest rate that they say we're going to renegotiate everything. Say, well, well we're going to, we're going to meet, make that number. And we know with God's help, we're going to meet that number. So every week during this year, I'm going to share with you where we are in that. When I come up and preach, I just want you to know where that is. And with God's help, uh, we're going to reach that part of claiming the vision. That's not all that's involved, but well, there are gonna be people we're gonna to need to help with sports ministry. We're gonna need people to help with our preschool children and youth ministry. That's claiming the vision. The vision is reaching families in a world that desperately needs uh, the impact, the influence of Jesus Christ in the home. So I know God is gonna do this and I'm just very excited about seeing what God is going to do and uh, just see how God is working. And he's just not working for our church for next year. You know, with our our vision plan, we call it for generations to come. That's what we see God doing. God is not just planning, I believe, to use us next year to move into a building. He has planted us here for generations to come to reach families in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're doing. So praise God for that. So I want to move into into the message in a more biblical kind of way. I want to talk about our... Our spiritual vision. Because I believe spiritual vision is a lot like eyesight. And if you know anything about me, I, I struggle with my eyesight. I have, I have issues with my eyesight. I have to go to the eye doctor pretty regularly. Tomorrow I have to go meet an eye specialist. I just have to, I just have to deal with it. it's something I deal with. But, you know, I believe that spiritual eyesight, spiritual insight is a lot like physical eyesight. There are things in front of me that I may not see. Things I may miss. Okay. Well, same thing. God is working. God works miracles. God is still working miracles. Did you know he's still working miracles? Now, some of us see the miracles and some of us don't. Some of us see it, some of us don't. God sometimes works miracles right under our noses and we don't see them because we haven't prepared ourselves to see the miracles that God has for us. And so I want to talk today about how how to see God do amazing things in 2024. I want to talk about preparation spiritually so we can see the things that God is doing. And I want to read a very powerful scripture. It's Joshua 3:16. Not John 3:16. You've heard of John 3:16, but Joshua 3:16, a very powerful passage because you know what Joshua 3:16 is? That is the passage, that is the actual verse of scripture where the people, the children of Israel actually stepped into the promised land. Joshua 3:16, they claimed the promise. Joshua 3, 16, powerful verse of scripture. Joshua 3 is a significant chapter, one of three places in the Bible where God parted the waters. You know, he parted the waters at the Red Sea. Uh, he parted the waters for Elijah and Elisha, and he parted the waters um, also here. Uh, this is where Joshua is confirmed as Moses' successor. But also, this is where the nation of Israel had this long-reaching vision to reach the promised land. This was the verse where they claimed the vision and they saw what God was going to do. Would you stand with me in honor of God's word? Joshua three, I'm going to start with just reading the first five verses. It says this, then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Shittim and they came to the Jordan and he and all the people of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried out by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubits in length. Do not come near it, in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this passage of scripture. Lord, I pray that we would see this passage fulfilled in our our vision, in our time, Lord. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray, Amen. amen. I love that. Consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. I think that's a promise that we can take today. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders if we prepare ourselves to see them. You know, the nation of Israel, they were entering the promised land. Well, we're entering into a new year, okay? They, They saw God working wonders. Well, I believe God is still working wonders. I believe God's still accomplishing miracles. They saw miracles, we can see miracles. In this passage, not only did God work miracles, but the people were preparing themselves to see God work in amazing ways. And, and the first point I want to make, and there are sermon notes in your bulletin. If you like to look in the inside front cover, you like to fill in notes, we have those provided for you. And the first, the first point I want to make is this. The most amazing wonders are always done by the Lord. The most amazing wonders are always done by the Lord. I mean, I look out at this group. This is a pretty impressive group. If you heard the stories, the accounts of the lives of a lot of these people here in this room, if you don't know them, they're just amazing stories just capable, high capacity people accomplished impressive things. And some of you have accomplished impressive things athletically or academically, organizationally or financially or relationally. But just a whole bunch of impressive people have gathered here at Anastasia this morning. But let me share with you what you may do may be impressive, but the most amazing things are always done by Jesus. The most important things are always done by the Lord. And so... We want to focus on him. And that's what they did. In verse three, the commanders went through the camp and they commanded the people. They said, as soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God, they said, you need to be looking at the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God. Now, the Ark was a box. It was made out of acacia wood. It was covered in gold. And uh, we know that inside the Ten Commandments were there. Aaron's rod and staff, they were there. Uh, Hebrews 9 tells us that there was some manna that was placed inside the Ark of the Covenant. But that's not what was important about the Ark of the Covenant. What was important about the Ark of the Covenant was that it represented the presence of the Lord. It was where the presence of the Lord showed itself. Uh, to the people of Israel. As a matter of fact, it said that in the tabernacle, the presence of the Lord sat, rested upon the ark of the covenant, kind of like the throne of the presence of the Lord, you know? And so he said, you need to be looking at the presence of the Lord. You know, the main person in the book of Joshua is not Joshua. Did you know that the main person in the book of Joshua is God? Joshua is just the title character. (laughs) God is the main character. He is the main actor. He's the main one that's doing everything and making things happen. It's the Lord. And so the presence of God was of paramount importance. So if you want to see God working in a powerful ways, focus on the presence of the Lord. Where is God? Where do you sense God? Focus on the presence of the Lord. I believe it starts in the morning, building an awareness of God moving around us, seeing those things that only God can do. I, have you ever gone out to the ocean and you see the porpoises? You know, see their their little fin comes up? And you know, someone may see it before you. They say, you see that porpoise? No, I don't see it. You could keep, have to keep looking and looking. Then you finally see that fin come up. Well, I think the presence of the Lord is like that. You gotta be looking to see the presence of the Lord. You need to be looking and seeing what God is doing, looking for God to work. And you'll see that. You know, uh, often we're not looking in the right place and we miss the presence of God. Even, I think, even when we try to be godly, sometimes we take our focus off the presence of the Lord. Even when we try to be godly, we can move our focus to other things like, well, the things that we do or how we do worship, or maybe all the stuff that we know in the Bible. and We can use that as a substitute for, for the presence of the God. But if you want to see God working, focus on God. Focus on what God is doing, his presence. Okay? And, and not only that, let me share with you a little bit more about focusing on that presence. Uh, It says in verse four, it says, uh, don't come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go for you've not passed this way before. Um, We need to trust that presence. Like the Israelites, we're on a journey and and we've not been this way before. None of us had experienced 2024 before, right? Not a single one of us have experienced 2024. How many of you are glad that 2023 is gone? And you're, okay, you're ready, and you're ready for 2024 to begin? I want you to know, that's how it is every year. We get the end of every year. We say, yes, I'm glad that year was gone. I can't wait for that year to be gone. Now I want the new year to begin. We say that every year, it seems like to me. We're always ready for the, the year to go. And it's a new year. And this year, it's going to have things that we're not expecting. Uh, but I've never experienced 2024 before. I've never experienced being 61 years old before. You know, I've, I've not, never experienced. Now, I've been 29 for 32 years. <laughs> I have a lot of experience being 29. But I've never been 61 years old before, okay? So, so I don't know what tomorrow holds. I, we, we hear this, that the unexpected is a given. We need to expect the unexpected. And that unexpected may come in a huge, tremendous blessing. The unexpected may come in a thousand minor irritations. Do you ever have a day like that? Or it might come in a a day of catastrophic change. We know that, that the unexpected comes, but when it comes, we can face any obstacle if we're looking toward the Lord. If we keep our focus on the Lord, anything that we come across, good or bad, is gonna be okay. Because we know that God, God will have the power and he has the love and compassion to conquer all things. And then he said, then you should uh, keep your distance between you and it. Joshua 3, 4 says, and there should be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubits in length. You know how long 2,000 cubits is? A half mile. It's a half mile distance. It'd be like all of us here are the children of Israel. And then the Ark of the Covenant is down by the amphitheater. That's the distance they were keeping away. Because, you know, there's a, they were not taking the presence of the Lord lightly. And so the next point is this. We want to reverently focus on the presence of the Lord. Now, I have a relationship with God. And that relationship is to be intimate. But it's not to be casual. There's a difference. I want my relationship to be intimate, close to God, but it's not casual. He's always the creator, and I'm always the creation. And so I want to, I don't want to take that presence and his power, uh, lightly, lightly. So I want to focus on the presence of the Lord. I want to reverently focus on the presence of the Lord. And I'll go back to verse three. Uh, they said, you know, as soon as you shall see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God being carried out by the Levitical priests, you shall set out from your place and follow it. Two things. Set out and follow it. Now, do you know what set out means? Set out means to mobilize. Set out means to, it's time to stop sitting in the pew and it's time to get out and do the work God's called you to do. Okay, that's what setting out means. We got to set out. Because if you're not setting out, you're just sitting out on God's blessings. If you're not setting out to claim the vision, you're just sitting out on God's blessings and other people are receiving the blessings that God has for the people that are, are are, are doing what he's called them to do. So claim the vision and to see God do amazing things. Let's set out and, uh, and you know, we need to, we need to move out, get up and go. So church in 2024, if we're going to see God doing amazing things, I believe it's a year that there's going to be great mobility in our ministry. It's going to be a year when we're going to see great things happen in family ministry. We're going to see God moving. We're going to see people saving souls, uh, letting the Holy spirit save souls by sharing the gospel. We got it. We got to do this we got to get up and go. And the second thing is we got to follow. We got to set up and follow. Set out and follow. So we want to follow the presence of the Lord. That's the next point. I want to focus on the presence of the Lord. I want to reverently focus on the presence of the Lord. Now I want to follow the presence of the Lord. And following is such a key concept. You cannot accept and I cannot accept Jesus Christ as Lord of my life without understanding that I got to follow him. That wherever he leads, I go. Okay? Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, this is Luke 9.23, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. We can be really good at talk, can't we? And maybe not so good at action, because talking is so much easier. But you know, we can be so good talking our faith, but not living out our faith. And that's why non-Christians feel like they can use the term hypocrite so effectively. You know? There's often a discrepancy between what we say or acknowledge and what we do. And that discrepancy occurs because sometimes we, we have a, a, a sin nature in us. And sometimes we don't understand fully God's will. And we get off course every so often. Sometimes it's because we, we don't want to understand. You ever have that? You, know, you don't really want to hear what God wants to tell you because it's not real attractive to you. Or sometimes we're just rebellious and sometimes we're just lazy and we don't want to mobilize. I, I want you to know, if you want to see God saving souls, one of the things you do is you get out on the front line and you share Jesus and you'll see God saving souls. You'll see people come to faith in Jesus Christ. You know, we got to, we got to get up and move. You know, if you want to, you, we know if you've read the Bible any And let me tell you, if you haven't read your Bible and you've been a Christian for five years, you haven't read it all the way through, that's on you. Because it's not that big a book. I mean, it's a long book, but it's not that big a book. You can get through it in five years. If you haven't, get on it, okay? You should should read the Bible. But but um, what I want to say to you is that we know what we need to do. We know what we need to do with our finances. We need to do know what we need to do with our relationships. We know how we need to uh, uh, use our calendar time for the Lord. We know these things. Are we willing to do them? Are we willing to do are we willing to actual actually follow Jesus as our Lord? Look at verse five. Here's another key to, to seeing God do amazing things. Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves. Consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Consecrate yourselves. That means means make yourself holy. Holiness is an important concept in the Bible. It's spiritual dedication. It's setting ourselves apart so that we can be used by God. And so we need to make ourselves holy and ready for the Lord. That's the next point. Make ourselves holy and ready for the Lord. There's a direct relationship between our dedication to the Lord, our righteousness, our holiness, and witnessing God working in, in powerful and mighty ways. Jesus did not... Did not do miracles when he was in Nazareth, the gospels tell us, because the people there weren't ready to listen to Jesus. They, they weren't living uh, set apart for the work of Jesus Christ. They, they had unbelief. If you want to see miracles in prayer, there's a key relationship between praying and, and praying as a righteous person. In James five sixteen, it says the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. There's a relationship between consecrating ourselves in holiness and seeing God working through us. In 2024, my goal, Pastor Sam talked about New Year's resolutions. My goal is that I want to be more holy in 2024 than I am in 20, was in 2023. I want to be closer to the Lord and more holy. Now, I'm your pastor, but I'm not perfect. And if you want to know all the things I do wrong, uh, talk to my wife. She keeps the list for us. <laughs> <coughs> And uh, I can't make myself holy. I can't make myself holy. Only God can truly sanctify us, but I can be obedient to him and placing myself in this position to to receive him. Because God, and I can't be holy like God. God is the holiest, right? If you say holy, 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 that's the Hebrew way of saying holiest, okay? God is holy, holy, holy. He's holiest. We can never be holy like God, but we can strive to be holy among men and women, and you know, so he wants us to be as holy as we can be. So for the people of Israel, he said, consecrate yourselves. For them, for a lot of them, that was like taking a ritual bath. That was part of the, uh, of the ritual that they did. They, they got in a mikvah, they got in, they took a ritual bath. Well, you know, we need to have the spiritual bath. Consecrate yourselves. The principle is this. If you want God to use you spiritually, you want to keep your spirit clean, stay out of the mud. If there's something that's going to make you spiritually dirty, stay out of the mud. That will help you be spiritually clean. Just stay out of the mud. Make ourselves holy and ready for the Lord. And then, then a, next, a next key comes in here in, in Joshua chapter 3, starting at verse 9. It says, and Joshua said to the people of Israel, come here. Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. That's key. Come here, listen to the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, here's how you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail, he would without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. And just wanted you to know, I said all of those in one breath. (laughs) I thank you. I believe the seven nations listed here stand for the completeness of God's promises. There were more, there were more nations that were driven out, okay? There were more peoples. These will represent, but I think this represents that God without fail will complete his promises. God without fail will do what he says he's going to do. So come here and listen to what God is going to do. So the next key is if you wanna see what God is doing, fill, let's fill our hearts with the word of God. Come here and listen to the word of God. Let's, let's fill our hearts with God's word. You know, uh, if you don't have a Bible plan for 2024 in reading the word of God, this is a great day to start a Bible plan of reading through the Bible in 2024. And you say, well, I've already missed seven days. Seven days is not bad to catch up, but also you can just make it go from January 7th to January 7th the next day. You don't have to wait for January 1st to start a Bible plan. Right? There's no rule that says that. It's not anywhere in the Bible. Just start reading the Bible and keep reading the Bible. You can start from this day, start your streak today. But it's a great day to make a plan. Because God's saying to each and every one of us, come here. Listen to the word of God. Come here. Listen to the word of God. See, our our, our lives are like a dwelling place for the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the temple, in, in the Holy Spirit, in his power, he helps to convict us of sin and clean out our lives. And so part of consecrating ourselves is like we've cleaned out our, our heart. It makes it a better home for the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit moves in, and he's moving into this home that's clean, but maybe it's empty. You know, it's nice to move into a clean home, but I don't want a clean home that's empty. I want a home that's fully furnished, okay? How do I furnish my heart? Well, I, I think God's word is one way. When we listen to God's word and apply it to our lives, it's like, it's like adding furnishings to our heart. You know, in John 3, 16, it says, uh, it says, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What assurance. I can rest on that. So I know that I have a bed for my soul. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 23, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and I can rest in the fact that God's preparing that banquet place that, that table of fellowship that table of provision for me. I, I look in the closet of my of the, of the home in my heart and there's a whole wardrobe in there there's a helmet of salvation and the shield of faith and, and a girding of the, the truth and, and the gospel are, are the sandals there and you know i'm just all prepared there and there are a set of weights in my house of my heart because Philippians three says I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You know, I want to fill my heart with God's word because when I want, I'm inviting the Holy spirit into my life. I want them to be into, I want them to come into a well-furnished heart as much as possible every day. I don't want the Holy spirit sleeping in a mattress in the corner of my heart. I want to fill my heart with God's word. And we claim the vision, what we're doing is we're claiming the promises of God's word. We need to know what those promises are. And then let's move on in the passage here. I want to, I want to move on here because time is slipping away. Uh, in verse 14 of this passage, we're going to hit that very important passage where they actually move into the promised land. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests, bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, as, and as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan... And the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped in the brink of the water. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. You're getting it? They're getting ready to step into floodwaters, fast-moving floodwaters. The waters coming down from above, it says, Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zerathad. And those flowing down toward the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off and the people passed over opposite Jericho Joshua 3:16 the people passed over into the promised land now the priests bearing the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan on the Jordan river bed okay and all Israel were standing were passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan isn't that powerful that is so powerful that there's floodwaters going on and the priests had to go over there with this big heavy box. It's covered in gold that made it even heavier. And they're going to step into floodwaters. What happens when you're holding on to gold and big heavy weights and you're walking into water? That's a dangerous situation. And the floodwaters are rushing by and they put their feet to the water. And then you know what they did? They watched and saw what only God can do. And they saw God do an amazing thing. Well, church, we're the priests today. They were Levitical priests. We're the priests today, aren't we? That, that's what God called us to do. We are, we are that holy nation, uh, that, that royal priesthood. And so there's floodwaters all around us. There's a flood of culture going against us. There are a flood of obstacles and there's health issues, and there's financial issues, all kinds of reasons why we can't claim the vision that God has called us to claim. But he's called us His church to go step into the floodwaters and then watch him do what only he can do. This was not the Kadesh Barnea crowd. Okay, if you don't know if the Bible is much, Kadesh Barnea was when the people came out of Egypt and they got to the edge of the promised land and God they camped at Kadesh Barnea and God said, send some spies in and decide, and go on in and then we'll spy out the land so you can go take it. And they spied out the land and they said, "Uh uh-uh, we're not going in. This is too hard. It's not time. God said, you need to claim that vision. He said, no, this is too hard. We can't claim that vision. And they didn't, and they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. This was not that crowd here they were crossing the Jordan. That crowd had all gone away, and God said, I want you to claim the vision. I want you to cross over even, even when there's a flood. And so he said, take your feet to the water. And it says the priests were standing firmly, and then God did what only God can do. I think God is calling us in 2024 to go to where we need to go, stand firmly on his promises, stand firmly on his word, firmly in dedication to him. And then let's watch what only God can do. Let's see him do some amazing, amazing things. So the next point is this, stand firm in his promises. Stand firm in his promises. You know, um, following God is hard. You know this and I know this. You know, that's why many people drop out of churches. I don't know, there may be someone here that you said, 2024, I'm gonna go to church and you're starting a your New Year's resolution. And if that's you, just want you to know, a lot of people drop out of church just like they drop out of gyms in the year, okay? And it might be a little bit more crowded. I understand that because it's hard. And, and there are people that drop out of faith because there are discouragements and there are temptations and other people that, do, that don't do what we think they ought to do. And all these have the potential to undermine us undermine us. But God will do amazing things. And he keeps us, he keeps us through those. He, he has the, he has the power to overcome every single obstacle and every single discouragement, every single one. So let me just tell you in closing in 2024, God will work wonders here. He will. I'm telling you, you don't have to to wonder about it. God is working miracles and I see him working miracles all the time. And God is gonna be working miracles. He's gonna be working miracles here. The question is, will you see them or will you miss them? Will you be setting out to be a part of claiming the vision? Are you gonna be sitting out on the sidelines? Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for the power of your word, the power of your promises. And Lord Jesus, I pray if there's someone here that needs to take a step of faith, it may be a step that's public. Of becoming a a church member, coming forward for baptism, uh, stepping out in leadership, whatever but it may be a heartfelt internal decision of making that commitment to you to consecrate themselves so that they can see wonders being done by you. Lord, I pray in 2024 that as Anastasia, we see the mighty things that you have accomplished or preparing for us, Lord, that we would we'd be so grateful as we see the blessings realized. Lord, work in us, work through us, please as we give it all to you, to your glory and to your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm going to ask Pastor Sam to come up here. If God's calling you to respond publicly for the, uh, in this time of response, you can come forward here to join in membership, uh, to join for, for baptism. Whatever God's calling you to do, you can come as we sing.
2: All to Jesus I surrender all to hear my freely.
1: Jesus, thank you for letting us come and hear your word. Thank you for letting us come and gather in your name. Thank you for opening up the doors of opportunity to this church. Lord, uh, where many places there's nothing, no hope and, and much discouragement, Lord, you've opened up doors uh, of great possibility and potential. Lord, help us to claim the vision and give you the glory. Send us out in your grace, and in your peace, and in the power of your resurrection. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you. Happy New Year.